Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we have another gun gripe episode for you, and this one's going to be on HR 1207. This is an ammo bill that's pending right now. Um, it's just made it to the committee, so we're going to have a look at it and uh, see what it has to do with. I would like to take a quick moment before we get started to thank our friends at Sonoran Desert Institute for supporting gun gripes. They have some great gunsmithing programs at their school. Uh, they are an awesome distance learning group and they will get you set up for everything you need for a career in gunsmithing and in the field of firearms technology. Uh, they accept a ton of different financial aid. If you're a veteran or if you've got GI Bill at your disposal, definitely something to look into. So um, big thanks to our friends at SDI. Okay, so mm. we're going to get into this. Yummy. Yeah. All right, so this is the Stop Online Ammunition Sales Act of 2021. That is the mm. working short title of mm-hmm. H.R. 1207. What did Joe say he wanted to do? Ban the sale of ammunition online? Right. This one comes from Representative <laughs> Bonnie Watson Coleman, a Democrat out of New Jersey. New Jersey, 12th District. All right, let's get into the Coast, uh, language. Go up to co-sponsors? Oh, co-sponsors. 14 co-sponsors. Oh, we, we do like, have some co-sponsors. We always like seeing who the other tyrants are. Yeah, let's see. Mm. Um, co-sponsors of this bill, Joyce Beatty, a Democrat of, out of Ohio. We've got, um, let's see, Democrat out of Florida, Michigan, mm. D.C., Illinois, Illinois, um, <laughs> look, no, eh, no heavy hitters. I don't see an R in there anywhere. Well, well, that well, seems well. to be in a, <laughs> a a continuing uh, trend. Anyway, let's get into the text of this bill. So th- this is <laughs> all right. This is another one of these these deals. Okay, this is just a public service announcement, guys. I right. mean. Contact your reps and let them know that you oppose this. FPC actually has a website set up. It's called uh, ammofight.com. Go over to ammofight.com and help protect your rights. Yeah, FPC needs some uh, some rock music. You know, is it like it, so? What are you supposed to be like a, a an announcer for what a, a wrestling match? Yeah. is that what you were going for there? Yeah, ammofight.com. Welcome to the WWE. All right, this, the, this guy is so full of dad jokes. I can't even. All right, so um, this bill has some weird weirdness in it, okay, that we're going to get into, but uh, summary, okay, institutes a federal licensing scheme for ammunition retailers, prohibits online ammunition sales, and establishes reporting requirements for ammunition purchases. All right. (laughs) All right. This bill amends Title 18 United States Code to require anyone selling ammunition to first obtain a license from the federal government. This will no doubt decrease availability and increase the price of ammunition online. All right, so this is the first thing that I have uh, a little bit of a quorum with. Um, is because, all right, gun dealers, all right, O1s and O2s, all right, they are already licensed to sell ammunition. So they're going to put a further burden on you to have a specific license as a dealer. To engage of the or gay, engage in the practice of selling ammunition, so you will not only have to have a gun license, a federal firearms license, but what are they going to call it? A federal ammunition license? A foul? I mean, all right. So that's the first thing. Now, I wonder how this would 
and I just don't know how it would affect like ammunition manufacturers. You have O6s and then you have O7s, all right? O6s can manufacture and sell ammunition. So is an O6 supposed to get a federal ammunition license in addition to their federal ammunition license? You see where I'm going here? Okay. Just people who write these bills have no idea about current federal law in the first place. But anyways, uh, what you got here? Let's see. I wanted to look up this. Uh, I do recall this quote here. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. It's kind of hodgepodge from a few things that uh, George Washington said. Mm-hmm. But I know you're probably familiar with this quote. I want you to wrap your mind around this a little bit. A free people ought not only to be armed and disciplined, but they should have sufficient arms and ammunition to maintain a status of independence from any who might attempt to abuse them, which would include their own government. Mm-hmm. This man, George Washington, could have been the king of the United States, and he respectively, you know, adhered to what the founding documents of this country mm-hmm. proclaim has to happen with a president only serving two terms. Our, our country loved that man so much, he could have been a king if he wanted to. And he, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I could act, actually attribute this directly to him, but, you know, he he knew the the danger, obviously, of what they just escaped, mm-hmm. what we as Americans just escaped from tyranny, mm-hmm. right? So there's our, our founding father, probably the most famous and influential founding mm-hmm. father, saying right there that the citizens should have arms and ammunition, right? Just a thought. The uh, founding fathers were not only brilliant, but they had a timeless foresight, if you will. I mean... Yeah. What they put into our founding documents has stood the test of time, and you can see how fervently people who are opposed to our Constitution and our uh, rights fight against it because they hate it so much. Some people hate this country so much that they just want to see it go down the, the toilet. But it's very difficult for them to do that because our founding fathers were brilliant men. All right. 1207 also outlaws any sale of ammunition online to anyone without a license from the federal government. So if this law is passed, then all ammo sales would have to be face-to-face. You would have to go to a licensed dealer and conduct your ammunition purchase face-to-face. Now, we've heard about bills in the past that would require uh, ammunition to be transferred. And I think California had a stint with this a while back. They may still have something going on with an ammunition like background check. So there were some issues where if you wanted to purchase ammunition... In any quantity, you had to go through a background check just as if you were purchasing a firearm. All right, now think about that for a minute. There's a couple of unintended consequences. Well, actually, I'll, a lot. I'll, I'll backtrack. Yeah. There are intended consequences to this. <laughs> so the feel-good, fuzzy, dingle thing that they're going for, you know, it's always a feel-good legislation where someone goes, you know, the, the general ignorant person at large that just chooses to be ignorant at face value would be like, you know, oh, well, you can order ammunition online. Like, why would they even think that's a thing, that you could order ammunition online or that it is or isn't a problem? But here's the here's what they know that probably the public doesn't, right, mm-hmm. is the fact that a lot of ammunition sales that are conducted are online. So this isn't about safety. This isn't about accountability, even though they might want it to be. The actual intended purpose mm-hmm. of it is to cripple um, the gun industry and to cripple the people that are selling ammunition online, mm-hmm. it is very convenient to be able to go online and go, oh, this ammo's in stock. Bam, I can place my order, have it shipped in. 
uh, and there you go. It's no big deal, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very common practice uh, that occurs all over the United States. You know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. at any point, <laughs> no matter where you live, no matter how anti-gun you might be as a person, I promise you, on those delivery trucks all around you all the time, <laughs> there's boxes of ammunition riding around. And trust me, there are millions and millions of rounds of ammunition delivered all around the country every single day. Mm-hmm. It is completely common practice, right? What they want to do is make it where you can't order it and have it shipped straight mm-hmm. to your house, which is complete horse crap. You know who I think supports this bill? I think the UPS drivers support this bill because they just hate toting all this ammo around. I think they are fervent supporters. These delivery drivers, I think they're the root of this bill. They're the ones who instituted this. I'm all right, just kidding. So all right. Who's going to deliver the ammo to the FFL? <laughs> just it's still got to be delivered. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, they got to deliver more of it at the same place. Now, right. where was that part where it said if it's over a 1,000 rounds? Oh, oh here, yeah, yeah, right here. Yeah. <laughs> Introducing the 999-round bulk pack from Federal. <laughs> Ding! Yeah, all right. If that isn't draconian enough, all ammo retailers would be required by law to keep track of buyers and report bulk purchases defined as 1,000 rounds or more to state police or local law enforcement. Because, you know, every gun owner who orders a thousand rounds is a criminal. I mean, that that's the gist of this law, all right? Two bricks it would certainly seem that they are trying to set up that precedent. Two bricks of twenty-two ammunition. A thousand rounds. Right. So I mean, hey, I'm buying two bricks of twenty-two. I I, I mean I've got a I've got to prove my innocence as a criminal. You know, I'm, I'm a gun owner, so therefore I'm already assumed to be a criminal because I'm buying a thousand rounds of 22 ammo. Well, in other videos, you know, we, we've sure. sort of discussed the idea that, you know, the the overall attitude of law enforcement all around the country is a, is a very thing, right? Like, just like society where, you know, we all have different values and opinions and principles. I get that. But law enforcement's the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, say you live in a really anti-gun place that... It's hard enough to exist as a gun owner as mm-hmm. it is, all right? Then say you go to your local FFL if this were the law, and then you buy a 1,000 rounds of twenty two to go plink with your grandson in the woods for the weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you got some dick sheriff calling you going, well, this is Dudley Do right here, and I need to know why you bought a 1,000 rounds of this or that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's just oversight, and yep. it's, it's just <clears throat> it's a terrible idea. Like, anything that puts power into the hands of people that... Aren't you like why? Why would anyone other than you have control over that? Like that's a individual's personal choice and how much ammo they want to buy, you know. And it's also I could see this being an issue with interstate commerce. Mm-hmm. The federal government, the, the government cannot, you know, interrupt interstate commerce when it comes to that type of thing, right? So, all right, I'm a capitalist, right? If I go into a gun store, or let's say, I, for the sake of the argument of this video. Say that I go online and I find a great deal on ammo. And they're like, hey, we're blowing out such and such. No limit. I should be able to go, you know what? I got a little bit of extra cash. Mm -hmm. I'm going to order a whole bunch of that. And I'm going to buy it cheap and stack it deep and have it delivered. Bam. Mm -hmm. Go back to my day and, hey, I got a great deal on ammo. You should have the ability to capitalize on a great deal if you find it. Not not currently. In the current situation that we're in right now as the... As this video is dropping, okay, the ammo situation is just nuts right now. Right. But 
a few years back, you know, you could order uh, cases of 22 LR. All right, and a case is five thousand rounds of twenty-two, and a lot of the Agula ammo was like a hundred and eighty-nine dollars for a case. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's unprecedented to get that much ammo to have so much fun with. Yeah, for so cheap, and even like upwards of three or four hundred bucks. I mean, that much ammunition that you could play with for many, many months or many, many years, depending on who you are. Is awesome to be able to take advantage of those deals, but a lot of times those deals were only found online. You couldn't find yep. those type of prices in a local store, you know. So Dude, I remember ten years ago the CMP had a oh, whole man. bunch of twenty-two ammunition and mylar packs that was packed up for like military training purposes. Yep. I drove over to Anniston and <laughs> I bought like ten cases of that ammo. It was like ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. For five thousand rounds of match grade twenty two ammo, it's in mylar packaging. Oh, that ammo was by a long oh, time yeah, ago. Oh yeah, that's been gone. We burned right. all that up. But the point is, they can't interrupt interstate commerce. Yep. They can't keep you from being a consumer. So one of the details here with this thousand rounds deal, okay? If you all right, if you go into a dealer, all right, and you purchase, uh, you know, two or more handguns, all right, or at one time, okay? Or you go into a dealer and you purchase two or more handguns within a five business day cycle, all right? They have to submit what's called a multi on you. It's a separate form that they have to fill out that says, hey, this person bought these handguns because the ATF, the whole thing is, okay, well, they're wanting to make sure that this person isn't trafficking handguns, okay? Because handguns are easy to proliferate into that realm, okay? Into the black market, all right? Whatever. So... This follows the same suit, all right? They want you as a dealer, okay, as a licensed dealer, to report the sale of more than a 1,000 rounds of ammunition either in one instance or over the course of five consecutive business days, all right? So it's the same idea. It's like a multi-form that the FFL will have to fill out for a person who has purchased that much ammo. Now, what is the burden on the FFL? It's a lot. Considerable. Because you have to keep you're, you're gonna have to keep a separate log of people who purchased more than you know a thousand rounds of ammunition over the course of those days and then file those reports with the DOJ. Right. I mean, now it puts a burden on the FFL, it puts a burden on the consumer, of course, because of the draconian nature of this law, but also on the DOJ as a whole and the ATF. So you think the ATF is already like backed up enough already with background checks and everything else, you know, let alone like NFA forms and the whole nine yards. You talk about like, you know, putting a monkey wrench into the works and and just uh, putting well, up the, a roadblock. The gun industry Dude. would just have a 999 round case of ammo. Uh, yeah, but that see, you didn't have to report. Yeah, but see, the thing is, though, I could see if this went if this went through, I could see dealers limiting the purchase of ammunition so they wouldn't have to deal with this bull crap. Right. It's like, hey, you know, I oh, like Joe Blow, yeah, I got you on the list here. You came in and you bought, you know, this much ammo uh, the other day. You can't buy any more until you know next week because I don't want to fill out this bull crap paperwork. Well, and here's something else to consider. Dude. That this is also sort of a de facto registry of gun owners. Now, it may not necessarily, yeah, they may not know what guns you have, but 
the law enforcement would have to assume if you're buying ammunition, you must have a gun that goes with it, right? And so there's another danger that the, how do you know that these law enforcement agencies that they're turning this information into aren't collecting all of this data into some form of a database that they might go, oh, well, we saw old Joe Blow here He turned the, uh, that the FFL turned in. He bought 10,000 rounds of ammo in the last two weeks. We're going to go pay him a visit. Or, well, you know, Maybe nothing, uh, you know, crazy is going on, but we're just going to keep these people's name in a database so that if one day we decide we want to go collect guns, we're going to knock on these doors first because they got ammo. They must obviously have guns. So it's a backdoor registry of firearms owners, okay. at least to identify firearms yep. owners. Now, with this with this form, okay, like multis and stuff like that, when they're submitted, you know what the chief law enforcement officers do that these multis are submitted to and everything? Bzzz. I mean, trust us, they trash most of them. Like, you're required to send the stuff, but unless there's some record keeping, uh, you know, requirement, that stuff gets trashed. Then people ain't gonna put up with that crap. They're not gonna file that stuff away in some deep dark corner. They don't care. They've got enough to deal with. And I, I know because I, I know, I know law enforcement folks, right? I've known of situations where, okay, yeah, if a multi get, all right, a multi gets turned in and there's 15 locks on it, expect to get a phone call. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna accuse you or at least question you about trafficking, yep. right? They're gonna go, oh, you're buying these guns to resell them. There's 15 guns on one form. Yeah, they're probably gonna be like, mm, I might put that one in a pile just in case something comes of it later. Yep. But if it's just you know Joe Blow brought a bought a Ruger 1022 and a and a and a and a Ruger single action revolver that counts mm-hmm. as a handgun. And that's a multi. They're gonna. Yeah, I mean, shred that crap. what what if you bought like a you know you you bought a case of Makarovs or something like that for collectability and, and investment purposes? You know, yeah. you get a multi turned in on you. But right. I mean, it's like, but a thousand rounds, a thousand rounds is nothing. It's not a lot days. of ammo. I mean, you consider folks who are doing a lot of uh, like carbine courses or pistol courses, things like that. You're gonna need three, four, five hundred rounds of ammunition, like usually per day. Okay. So there's you a, a two day course, there's you a thousand rounds of ammo right there that you got to go through potentially a background check and all this other BS to be able to acquire. Now, uh, what if you go, what, what if you have a training class that you're going to attend or what if you have a match that you're going to shoot? You know, you're going to have to pre plan ahead and say, well, I got to see if I can go around and find all this ammo that I need. I need 500 rounds. Well, Good luck finding it somewhere. I mean, you may have to go to 10 different shops to be able to buy what you need in person. They're going to be from different lot numbers. I mean, we can keep going down the rabbit hole of all the problems that are associated with this that are just inconveniences. But the overall truth and the big truth of the matter is it's tyranny wrapped up in another legislative piece, uh, you know, by our lovely anti-gun friends in the uh, the Congress. Contact I mean, your so. reps and, and make sure that, you know, they understand how you feel about uh-huh. this and everything. And, and Ed, what's really important to, to kind of mention on this type of thing, right, <laughs> is that this is what I'd like to call the spaghetti against the wall effect. Okay. So if we get all of our anti-gun buddies together and we all grab a strand of spaghetti and we all throw it at the wall at the same time, their hopes is that one piece of that spaghetti is going to stick to yep. the wall. And if it sticks... They are completely happy with wasting everybody's mm-hmm. time over the other 15 pieces of garbage legislation, mm-hmm. including theirs, as long as one of them sticks. They mm-hmm. are playing the long game. Yep. They don't care how much they waste your time. They don't care how much they waste Congress's time. They don't care if what they do to bog down the system, as mm-hmm. long as something gets through eventually, 
they're completely okay with that. And that's why you have to be careful about the dangers of this type of legislation because it totally is just they are bum-rushing this system with anti-gun legislation, hoping that Mm. something will slip through the cracks. They're hoping that people aren't paying attention. They're hoping that you're not contacting your reps. Mm. And they're hoping that their constituents on both sides of the aisle or their, their, their fellow congressmen and senators and things like that on both sides of the aisle, they're hoping that they're going to get so tired of dealing with it, they're going to go, oh, my God, pass something to shut these people up. Mm-hmm. So they're bum-rushing the system, hoping uh, that they can get their way just by sheer volume. Mm-hmm. All right, so where do people need to go in order to fight this bill? Ammofight.com! Come, 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 come. Anyway, thank you, FPC. Yeah, you're always out there doing the good work. Yeah, getting that uh that lawsuit machine going. Brrr. All right, well, guys, uh, we appreciate you watching today's gun gripe, and I I hope Man. that these videos don't get redundant. That's not our intention. We don't want to bog you guys down with things that you don't want to pay attention to. I get it. I understand. Right? You want to be entertained. Fine, go watch an entertaining video. Like we've got plenty of videos Look, that you some- can watch. There's not just gun gripes, but it's important that we are engaged as citizens in our civic duties to protect our <sighs> Second Amendment rights. So, well, you know, they could always watch bread falling over. You know, yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, he was watching a, vi- a viral video on YouTube. is like 12 seconds long of bread falling over. Like. That- that's literally it. I'm yeah. like, what are they doing on YouTube these days? So millions of people would rather watch bread fall over than watch the fall of Rome right in front of them. So, <laughs> you know, you want to you want to play fiddle uh, while, while it burns the ship, while the ship's going down. Go ahead. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's your prerogative, I suppose. But Man. for those of you that are here, thank you, thank you very much. And you know, we appreciate you being ambassadors to the Second Amendment and being involved mm-hmm. uh, in the political stratum of our rights and uh, gun rights are natural rights remember that uh, and we definitely don't want anyone to infringe on our natural mm-hmm. rights and uh, one of the most important civil rights that we have are our natural rights to self-preservation mm-hmm. and we hope that people can see the importance of that and uh, in order to protect yourself you need ammunition to go with those firearms so the second mm-hmm. amendment holistically protects ammunition in uh, in in addition to firearms so have a great day. We really appreciate you watching. I'd like to take a quick moment here in this video to thank our Patreon supporters. Those of you who purchase man cans, thank you so much. We've got some great boxes for sale. We know you're going to love gear that we choose and use on a regular basis. Check it out. we got links below. Um, also, you can go over to Ballistic Inc. and pick yourself up a snazzy t-shirt like this mm-hmm. one and many mm-hmm. others. Uh, all of the funds we earn off of things like that go straight back mm-hmm. to supporting the channel. So if you love what we do and you wish to support us, you can certainly... Uh, 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 pony up and do that if you wish to support us. So have a great day. Many more videos on the way. We'll see you soon. See you guys.